0: to the Brothers Grim Lunch Break. I'm Eric Waggoner. Today I'll be reading The Golden Goose. There once was a man who had three sons, and the youngest, who is called Simpleton, was constantly mocked, disdained, and slighted. Now, one day it happened that the oldest brother decided to go into the forest to chop wood, and before he went, his mother gave him a nice fine pancake and a bottle of wine, so he would not have to suffer from hunger or thirst. When he reached the forest, he met a gray old dwarf, who wished him good day, and said, Give me a piece of the pancake from your pocket, and let me have a drink of wine. I am very hungry and thirsty. However, the clever son answered, If I give you my pancake and my wine, then I won't have anything for myself, so get out of my way. And he left the dwarf standing there, and went farther into the forest. When he began chopping down a tree, it did not take long for him to make a slip and cut himself in the arm. So he had to return home and have his arm bandaged. All this happened because of the gray dwarf. Shortly thereafter the second son went into the forest, and the mother gave him a pancake and a bottle of wine, just as she had given the oldest. The second son too met the gray old dwarf, who asked him for a piece of the pancake and a drink of wine. But the second son also spoke quite sensibly, Whatever I give you, I'll be taking for myself, so get out of my way. Then he left the dwarf standing there and went farther into the forest. Soon his punishment came as well. After he had whacked a tree a few times, he struck himself in the leg. Consequently, he had to be carried home. Then Simpleton said, "'Father, let me go now and chop some wood.' "'Your brothers hurt themselves doing that,' said the father. "'So I want you to steer clear of the woods, "'especially since you know nothing about chopping down trees.' "'However, Simpleton kept insisting "'until his father finally said, "'Go ahead. "'Perhaps you'll learn something after you've hurt yourself.' "'The mother gave him a pancake made out of water and ashes, "'along with a bottle of sour beer. "'When he went into the forest,' He too met the gray old dwarf, who greeted him and said, Give me a piece of your pancake and a drink out of your bottle. I'm very hungry and thirsty. I only have a pancake made of ashes and some sour beer, answered Simpleton. If that's all right with you, let's sit down and eat. So they sat down, and when Simpleton took out his cake made of ashes, it turned out to be a fine pancake, and the sour beer was good wine. After they had eaten and drunk, the dwarf said, Since you have such a good heart, and gladly share what you have, I'm going to grant you some good luck. There's an old tree over there. Just go and chop it down, and you'll find something among the roots. Then the dwarf took leave of him. Simpleton went over and chopped down the tree. When it fell, he saw a goose with feathers of pure gold lying among the roots. He lifted the goose up and carried it with him to an inn, where he intended to spend the night. Now the innkeeper had three daughters, and when they saw the goose, they were curious to know what kind of strange bird it was. Moreover, they each wanted to have one of its golden feathers. The oldest thought, I'll surely find an opportunity to pick one of its feathers. At one point, Simpleton went out, and she seized the goose by its wing, but her hand and fingers remained stuck to it. Soon afterward, the second sister came and also intended to pluck a golden feather. However. No sooner did she touch her sister than she became stuck to her. Finally, the third sister came with the same intention, but the other two screamed, Keep away! For heaven's sake, keep away! But she did not comprehend why she should keep away, and thought, If they're there, I see no reason why I can't be. So she ran over, and when she touched her sister, she became stuck to her, and all three had to spend the night with the goose. The next morning, Simpleton took the goose in his arm, set out, and did not bother himself about the three sisters who were stuck to the goose. They were compelled to run after him constantly, left and right, wherever his legs took him. In the middle of a field, they came across the parson, and when he saw the procession, he said, "'Shame on you, you naughty girls. Is that the right way to behave?' Upon saying that, he grabbed the youngest sister by the hand and attempted to pull her away, but when he touched her, he also got stuck and had to run along behind them. Shortly afterward, the sexton came by and saw the parson trailing the three girls on their heels. In his amazement, he called out, "'Hey, parson, where are you off to in such a hurry? "'Don't forget that we have a christening today.' The sexton ran up to the parson, and as soon as he touched his sleeve, he became stuck like the others. Now the five of them had to trot after Simpleton, one stuck to the other, and they approached two farmers who were coming from the fields with their hoes. The parson called out to them to set them loose. However, as soon as they touched the sexton, they got stuck, and now there were seven of them trailing Sempleton and his goose. After some time, Sempleton came to a city ruled by a king who had a daughter that was so serious she never laughed. Consequently, the king issued a decree that whoever could make her laugh would have her for his wife. When Simpleton heard that, he went before the king's daughter with his goose and its followers, and when she saw the seven people all attached to one another and running along, she burst out laughing, and it appeared as if she would never stop. So Simpleton demanded the princess as his bride, but the king had no desire to have him for a son-in-law, and raised all kinds of objections. Eventually, he said that first Simpleton would have to produce a man capable of drinking the contents of a cellar full of wine, before he could wed his daughter. Now, Simpleton quickly remembered the gray dwarf, for he thought that he might help him. Therefore, he went out into the forest, right to the spot where he had chopped down the tree. There he saw a man with a sad face, sitting and moping. Simpleton asked what was bothering him so much, and he answered, "'I'm terribly thirsty, and don't seem to be able to quench my thirst. I can't stand cold water,' and just now I emptied a barrel of wine, but that was like a drop on a hot stone. "'Well, I can help you,' said Simpleton. "'Just come with me, and you'll be able to drink your fill.' He led him to the king's cellar, and the man rushed over to the large barrels and set to work. He drank so much that his sides began to hurt, but before the day was over he had emptied the entire cellar. So, once again, Simpleton demanded his bride— But the king was perturbed that such a common fellow, whom everyone called Simpleton, was to have his daughter. Therefore, he set a new condition. Now Simpleton had to produce a man who could eat a mountain of bread. Simpleton immediately reacted by going directly into the forest. There, on the same spot as before, he saw a man sitting who was pulling in a belt around his waist. The man made an awful face and said, I've eaten an ovenful of coarse bread. But what good is that when I am as hungry as a lion? My stomach's still empty, and I have to pull in my belt if I don't want to die of hunger. Simpleton was glad to hear that, and said, Get up and come with me, you shall eat your fill. He led him to the king's courtyard, where the king had gathered all the flour of the entire kingdom, and had it baked into a tremendous mountain. However, the man from the forest stepped up to it, began eating, and consumed the whole mountain in one day. Now, for the third time, Simpleton claimed his bride, but the king found another way out and demanded a ship that could sail on land and water. "'As soon as you come sailing back in it,' he said, "'you shall have my daughter for your wife.' The Simpleton went straight into the forest and encountered the grey old dwarf to whom he had given his cake. "'I've drunk and eaten for you,' said the dwarf. "'Now I'll also give you the ship. I'm doing all this because you treated me so kindly.' then he gave him the ship, and when the king saw it, he could no longer prevent him from marrying his daughter. The wedding was celebrated, and after the king's death, Simpleton inherited the kingdom and lived happily ever after with his wife. The end. The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover, off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments. Or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening.